Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line, my guest is from Houston, Texas, but these days is mainly in Nashville, although today she happens to find herself down in Fort Myers, Florida, a couple hours south of me. She is a singer-songwriter who has signed with InPlay Records and is working on new music, quote-unquote, as we speak. She actually released her first album when she was 14 years old and had been on a national Disney Channel commercial when she was 12. She opened for Kids Bop at the House of Blues in Dallas and Houston, and at age 14 was nominated for Pop Artist of the Year at the Los Angeles Music Awards and filmed her first music video out there in an old home of Marilyn Monroe's. You have been hearing a song of hers entitled Not Broken. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Macy Medford. Hi, Bruce. How are you doing? Hi, Macy. Thanks for taking time out of your Florida trip to talk to me today. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Absolutely. We want to start off by having you talk about the song that was just playing, Not Broken. Tell the listeners all about that song, please. Yes, absolutely. Um, I actually wrote Not Broken last year. It was my senior year of high school. Um, I had a lot going on that year. It was a year... um, that was like just getting ready for college, and I just had my own personal stuff going on. So um, I wrote it to kind of express my feelings and to like let the world know that it couldn't get me down, no matter what happened, no matter if I was like leaving my family, um, no matter like if I was having problems with friends or anything like that. And I am still working on the song. It's actually just about to be released. We're adding the music and stuff to it. But um, over time, it's kind of grown with me. Um, just with all the stuff that's been going on in the world recently. Uh, and I think it means more to me now than just the troubles I was having like in high school before I left. Now it's something that absolutely everyone can relate to. Um, and there's just a really big picture of like the world kind of standing up and saying that we're not broken, even though there's so much violence going on and so much hate. Um, so it's just really grown with me, and I'm so excited for everybody to get to hear it, and I really hope that it can help others uh, stand up for themselves and stand up for what's right. Very nice, very nice. Um, I, I, I like the, the description. I always like giving a, a songwriter a chance to do some storytelling like you're doing there. And, and as listeners, as you heard me introduce Macy at the beginning of the show, she is not only a singer but a songwriter as well. So Macy, tell us about your songwriting process, which... I know you're having success with because there's even a, a big award uh, that you won for it that, that I know you're proud of. Yes, um, I won the grand prize for the Dallas Songwriters Association's songwriting competition for my song, Just Me and You. Uh, that was actually a few years ago, but it was just such an honor to be 
recognized for my songwriting. Uh, it's something that I've always done. I remember being nine years old and writing songs and making my brother sing them with me. Wow. Um, but over time, my process has changed and it's grown with me as an artist. Uh, for a while, I would write the songs like poetry because I've always been really into English and poetry. And um, so I would write the lyrics first and then I would go back and um write the music and write with my team. Uh, I used to write with Jonathan George and Anthony Mazza, but since I've started going to school in Nashville, um, I've started getting better at piano and I've started writing the lyrics and the music at the same time. So now I write the chords along with it. And that's kind of a different process, but it's also very similar. Um, so yeah, it's just been growing with me and I'm becoming a better musician with my songwriting as well. What would you say as far as, has there ever been a point uh, when when you've just been a, a songwriter who does the entire thing by yourself? I know certainly in Nashville, you can't, I, I, I guess I'm saying that somewhat kiddingly, but um, you know, you, you, nobody writes in Nashville by themselves. Everybody's talking about co-write, co-write, co-write everywhere. Um, do you do any songwriting by yourself? Have you ever done songwriting by yourself? Um, it's actually a pretty recent thing for me. I actually wrote all of the chords and all of the lyrics for Not Broken, which you just heard by myself. Uh, that'll be my first song to be released where literally every single word was my own um, and the chords as well. And I, I work with Eddie Corral and Rick Thompson and they add the other instruments because I'm not like a drum player, I'm not a percussionist or um, a, viol a violin player or anything like that. And they come in and they add that and Eddie produces it. But this will be the first song where I wrote all the lyrics and the bass chords. So you mentioned piano before. So do you play piano to the point where anything that gets recorded by Macy Medford, the piano is by you? Or is it, no, I just kind of write a little bit on the piano, but I don't actually play all the way through? I'm not there yet. I'm actually, uh, I'll be going into my third semester of piano at school. So I'm still kind of at the basic part right now. So I will tinker around on the piano, pick some chords that I think sound all right, but I tend to kind of stay in my comfort zone when it comes to keys. And so oftentimes I need somebody to transpose it for me because I don't always like using uh, like the black notes yet. I'm not really sure how those chords. <laughs> Will turn out. I tend I tend to like stay in C and G, where everything is just like right there. But was um, this? So uh, no, I'm actually the piano on it. Was it? Was this a case of uh, there was already a piano in the house? Mom or dad played the piano. What What drew you to piano? When I was a little kid, I was kind of a jack of all trades. I took piano from kindergarten to fifth grade. Oh. I was also a dancer. I was singing. I was acting. And um, somewhere along the way, I was like, I can't take piano right now. Um, and so I ended up kind of forgetting everything that I had learned, except for like the basic notes wow. and um, basic chord structures. So I'm kind of relearning them right now, but it wow. seems to be coming pretty naturally because of that. It's just interesting to me because now that you are, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later in the, in the interview, uh, but, but now that you are mainly based in Nashville, you know, that's every everybody is a songwriter and, and probably um, the overwhelming majority of those people play guitar. And, right. you know, we, we talk on this show a lot about uh, people who 
will sometimes play both, but they ultimately end up favoring guitar or, or people will walk away from piano because they'll say, oh, it's it's too big and bulky to carry on a piano. Ha ha ha. Uh, and and, and as, <laughs> right. as recently, I've heard that a lot. Yeah, as recently as as episode 126, uh, Jackie Venson was the guest and uh, she talked about how she moved away from classical piano to play guitar. But she was one of the few people, if if not the only one that's been on the show that did not say I made the switch because it's too big and bulky to to carry around a piano. So right and through airports. Uh, I've actually been thinking I really need to start playing guitar. Mm. It's something that I've always wanted to do, but the few times that I've tried to take lessons, I was just like, I don't know if it's because I started with piano where everything's laid out for me and I just have to press one note and like, here it goes. Uh, guitar seems more confusing to me, but I've really been trying to pick it up. <laughs> well, I guess, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're carrying a lot as it is right now with um, not only what you're doing with music, but obviously what you're doing with uh with school as well and and you know and as and as I so often talk about that that very get gets very easily overlooked is just being a 19 year old girl and say you know I do want to have a little bit of a life outside of music and outside of of school so you know I don't I don't think it's anything to apologize for it's uh quite a bit that that you're trying to take on there by doing uh you know by doing everything that you are doing I I I do want to mention um Macy uh listeners uh Macy just mentioned the Dallas Songwriters Association Grand Prize that she won. Um, so speaking of awards, I did say in the introduction of this episode that at age 14, you were nominated for Pop Artist of the Year at the Los Angeles Music Awards. Wow. Uh, yes, how, I was. How, how, how did that come uh, about? So- how did you get nominated? Honestly, I can't even really remember how I was nominated. I remember going to the nomination party um, in Los Angeles. I think that was at the Whiskey A Go Go, which was just wow. an incredible place to go and actually be because I know the Beatles have been there and amazing artists such as them. Uh, and people just really seemed to like my music. Uh, and so I ended up being nominated and. It was such an incredible experience to get to be in L.A., and that was one of the first red carpets I ever got to walk as well. Uh And just being nominated was such a huge honor. It's something that people are always amazed by, and I love getting to talk about. So this is not a show. My show is not one where we ask hard-hitting questions and and make the guests feel uneasy, so I apologize if, if this is... Uh, a little un- uncharacteristic for me, but but did you feel did did you did you notice at all, Macy? Was there anybody that was figuratively and literally turning their nose down at you, saying, "What is this girl doing here? She's only fourteen. This is ridiculous." You know, I'm insert age here. I've been doing this for X amount of years. She has no business. Did <laughs> did you find any of you that? Know, or? I I never really noticed that. It was more. Um, kind of like shock and awe that a 14-year-old was there. And even more than that, people seem to be really surprised that they find out that I've been writing my songs for just as long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't say I've really gotten noses turned down uh, through this entire process. Um, people tend to be very supportive, and awesome. I've been to a lot of competitions and shows where they're like, what? You're like, I was doing shows at like 12 years old and they always seem to, I don't know, really kind of enjoy that and think it was even a little bit funny. Awesome. Well, that's good to hear because obviously it is, uh, and I'll say the word again, it is unfortunately a competitive industry. So it's nice to hear that, that, you know, people have embraced you and and have been so supportive. Um, and, and that's obviously an exciting time, um, to go through something, an event of that scale. So obviously, uh, am I correct, Macy, in assuming that that song, 
that you must have written it by yourself. You weren't co-writing back when you were 13 or 14 years old, I assume. Actually, um, how I would write back then is a little different than how I write now. I would write full songs. Um, that was always kind of something weird that I did. Most people have like a lot of scratches and stuff through their lyrics. I would write the full lyrics starting with verse one all the way to the very last chorus. And, um, I would meet up with Jonathan and Anthony and they would be like, okay, how about we either combine these three songs? Like they're all trying to say the same thing, but, um, only parts of them are getting the point across or, um, we would start from ground one and write together. Uh, so some of it I would write myself, and then we would kind of piece together. Okay, okay. Well, I mentioned that that was the Los Angeles Music Awards, so uh, listeners, Macy, as she said, did travel out to California for that event. So Macy, I'm guessing that while you were out there is when you must have filmed the music video at an old home of Marilyn Monroe's, as I had mentioned in the intro. Yes, um, I actually live in LA for three months when I was in seventh grade. So I guess I was 12 and three months again when I was in eighth grade. So I was out there, um, writing and recording all during that time. And that's how I ended up getting the album together. But then, uh, my first music video was for just me and you. And I didn't even know it was going to be at Marilyn Monroe's old house until we were pulling up. I had just kind of given ideas for what I wanted. And when I pulled up, they were like, oh, you know, this is Marilyn Monroe's old house. And I was like, what? Oh, oh my goodness. That is crazy. And so just being there, filming my first music video as a 13, 14 year old was just like something I had never even dreamed of. So it was how truly did, incredible. How did that come to be then? If if you had no idea this is where it was, did you have the concept in your head and you told somebody, hey, look at this is kind of what I want the video to look like, and somebody else kind of did a lot of the a lot of the legwork and, and did all the logistics? And and I guess if so, who was that person? It was actually Jonathan, who I was working with at the time, who I uh, spoke about earlier. He, I believe, got the uh, venue together, and I had told him what I wanted, what I was seeing in my head, and that ended up being exactly what I had been thinking of. Uh, But what's so crazy about this new music video that I'm releasing is that I actually had, I found the venues and planned it all out myself. So Mm. like I said, it's just been like a growing experience, and I'm taking a lot on now myself as an artist. Yeah, I was just going to say, it sounds like doing a music video in L.A. At a, at a home that used to belong to Marilyn Monroe, even though you were only 14, actually turned out to be a really good experience for you. Oh, absolutely. Just an incredible experience. Uh, it was my first time, besides being like in school plays, that I worked with a boy who's kind of like my love interest. That was the first time I had done that. Mm-hmm. I remember freaking out because he was so cute. And he even Instagrammed me today, which was so nice of him. Um, so it was a great experience for acting. It was a great way to show who I was as an artist at the time that wasn't through music. And now music videos, like, I'm never nearly as nervous. I'm like, here we go. Like, this is exactly what I want the song to look like, what I want viewers to envision in their heads, uh, because that's what I'm seeing. And I never would have gotten here if it wasn't for that very first video. So, you know, I find that because I am an artist manager, I find that more and more nowadays that there are very, 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 very talented 14 year olds, very talented eighth graders. Um, you must have had Macy very supportive parents to look at their 14 year old daughter, their 13 year old daughter 
and and hear these visions, hear this idea that I want to make this music video, and, and to see her get nominated uh, for for Pop Artist of the Year, to see her say, "Here's the vision that I have. I need someone to help me make this video," and to say, "Go for it," and not say, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute." You are 14. <laughs> this is we, you know, at some point we got to draw the line here. We support you, we love you, but this is a little extreme. Your parents had to be very supportive of all this. Oh my goodness, they are so supportive. They still amaze me with all of their love and support. And I don't think I've ever heard them one time tell me not to do something or that they didn't think it was a good idea. Um, even back then, like my my dad was so willing to let me and my mom go to LA for three months. Like that's crazy. Like I've never even heard of people doing that before then. Um, so they have always just been like, follow your dreams, go after it. And like, if you crash and burn, you crash and burn, but like, we're going to be here to support you. Um, and there's like that with everything I do. And it's just truly amazing. Yeah. I, I guess at the time I was like, I'm 14, I'm old, like I'm a songwriter (laughs) and I look at it from the outside (laughs) point of view. That's like, wow, she's, you know, 14 and at Marilyn Monroe's old house. Now, you just said uh, my dad was cool with me and my mom going out to L.A. for three months. And um, a few minutes ago, you made a reference to uh, I lived in L.A. for three months when I was in seventh grade and I lived in L.A. for three months when I was in eighth grade. What's what's that all about? I actually left uh, Katy, Texas, where I'm from, uh, a suburb of Houston, with my mom because I had been doing many singing competitions and many acting auditions all my life since goodness, first grade, second grade. Wow. Finally, it was just getting to the point where it was like, okay, it's, it's really time to take the next step. Like she's serious about this. And, um, the next step was moving out to LA uh, okay. uh, at the time been more for my auditions as an actress. And when I got there, I just had this full book of lyrics and songs in my head. Mm. And we ended up meeting Jonathan and we're like, let's record these. Like we were both on the same page and mm. they were great songs. And now I'm here. It's wow. just an amazing whirlwind. Wow. What a great, what a great story. I am Bruce Wozniak and joining me today on the now hear this entertainment guest line today. She is down in Fort Myers, Florida, but she generally is in Nashville. It's singer songwriter, Macy Medford. Check out her official website at www.macymedford.com. Of course, as always, you can get the proper spelling of my guest's name by looking at the title of this episode on your listening device. Macy is very active on social media. From her website, you will find links to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Plus, you can find her on YouTube as well. Look for Macy's music on iTunes. Her music is also on SoundCloud, which is one of the platforms that this show is available on. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio there, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We're thrilled to be on Google Play Music as well. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. 
And by the way, whether you're going to look for music or books from my show's guests or just even other merchandise, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help the show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Macy, we were talking about that video that you filmed in California. You are also working on a video currently for the song that we're going to play at the end of today's show. What can you tell the listeners about that video? Uh, where is it being filmed? What might you be willing to reveal about what people will see? Any, any of those types of details? Uh, the video is for my song, I'm Done, which has recently been released to iTunes. Um, I actually filmed it in Houston. And I've been in a few music videos before, and I've had a few of my own. This was the first time that I had a music video with a storyline. Like a lot of my music videos have been performances um, with a little bit of a storyline, but this one follows much more of a strict storyline. And um, it's called I'm Done, the song, and it's kind of about a boy and the relationship that we go through and how I'm done with it in the end. But there's a few kind of like fun twists and turns along the way. Um, so this has a storyline with me and the boy also with some awesome performances cut throughout. Uh, we got to film in front of a graffiti wall. I actually just put that out as a little teaser on my Facebook page if you'd like to check it out. Um, but it should be released here in the coming few weeks, and I could not be more excited. Uh, I just got so much creative input, and Eddie Corral uh, was the director of the music video, and we just seemed to be on the same page the entire time. We worked with a great crew, um, had awesome extras who are also my friends, and we all just had an awesome time filming it. <laughs> I was going to say that that must, you know, it is work, and, and it's not something that gets done, you know, if, if the song is, say, three and a half minutes long, it doesn't take three and a half minutes to do the video. Uh, but at the same time, there, <laughs> no. there, there certainly has to be uh, room in there to have some fun, you know, hair and makeup, different outfits, having your friends around, things of that nature. Oh, yeah. And there are some awesome outfits and some awesome friends in this video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of the business that, that, you know, people get so focused on the fact that it is a business, they forget that it is okay to have some fun. And, and I always say that, that if you're not having fun, then you probably need to stop and kind of reevaluate a little bit. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. I think if you don't get those fun, nervous, excited jitters before you go on, then you're not really doing it for the love of what you're doing. Will there be, by any chance, uh, any kind of a, an outtakes, a, a bloopers um, reel, I'll call it, from, from the making of the video, or, or even just a, a behind-the-scenes making of the video video? I believe that there will be. I've already seen a few clips where I'm like, wow, I can't believe I was making that face. That is crazy. <laughs> but people need to see it because it's really hilarious. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is remember that YouTube isn't just some place to upload your videos. It's the second largest search engine in the world. So if you're looking for help on something like how to stop saying um or tips for your crowdfunding campaign or even how a certain song or guitar solo is played, you can look there for help from other users. You will save time and possibly even money. And that is today's Bruce's bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. 
to make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1 and a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 2 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. I have been mentioning that you are typically in Nashville these days. I want the listeners to know about your studies. So talk about the school that you are attending, uh, what your major is there, and and if there's anything that you've been able to do yet performance-wise as a result of that university. I am actually attending Belmont University, like you said, in Nashville, Tennessee, and I am a musical theater major. Uh, It was a hard decision for me to decide what major I wanted to be because I have all my pop music uh, going on as well. And I was like, do I do commercial voice or um, a different kind of study like entertainment industry studies to help further my career? And I ultimately decided on musical theater because it was in the School of Music. Um, I'm taking classes like music theory, music history, uh, piano, like I said, and I am also able to take songwriting classes on the side, which I have been. Uh, It's also great because I get to dance every semester, sometimes two different dance classes, uh, which can only help with how comfortable I feel on stage and in my body, and also acting classes, which are great for certain songs that I write that may not be necessarily about myself. So it ended up being the perfect major for me because it was so well-rounded and I'm learning so much about music, uh, especially, like I said, about piano that has helped my songwriting grow tremendously. Uh, but it's just overall really helped me as a performer and an artist. Yeah, that's that's well-rounded is, is a good description because I listened to you talk about all the different facets of it. And it sounds like if, if you come out of there and you're not prepared to be an entertainer, then you probably skipped a lot of classes and, and did a lot of things wrong because that, that is a, a very a very well-prepared student that, that should be graduating by the time they get through a program like what you just described. Yes, exactly. Nobody knows that it's so hardcore and that I have classes from like eight to five nonstop, but we do. You're really like a strong performer by the time you graduate. Well, it's interesting that, you know, I I did retain the the, the part earlier on in this interview when you talked about the fact that, that you did like to dance when you were younger. And so the fact that you're able to still take dance as part of your studies there, and then the fact that it can only help with your stage presence once you do graduate and, and you're a full-time performer, because I think so many people get so focused on being a songwriter and just sitting on a stool in the middle of the stage and talking about their songs that they forget that, you know, there is the opportunity to be, you know, a Jennifer Lopez or a Christina Aguilera and to, to I don't want to say walk around the stage because they do a whole lot more than walk. So to, to have dance as well um, is, is really going to make you, I hate to use the word again, but but well-rounded and, and put you further ahead of the competition who does just want to stand there with a guitar at, at the microphone stand. Oh, absolutely. And um, even if it's not full-on dancing, like, goodness, Beyonce is incredible. I can't really even imagine myself dancing like her. It helps so much with just, like, basic movements and how comfortable you feel. Um, a lot of times performers hide behind their instruments or behind a mic stand, and I never really feel like I need to do that. I feel like I have control of my body and my performance movements throughout the entire performance. Yeah, I think I think you will more naturally show that you have the rhythm in you 
And even, you know, I, I think it would lend itself to something like you're going to be a lot more open to making more and more videos for your songs because you are going to be this well-rounded entertainer who can dance, who can act, as opposed to someone that says, look, I just write the songs. I, I'm, I'm no actor. I don't I, I you know, I've got two left feet. So, um, hey, yeah, you're, absolutely. Yeah, you're you're really getting all your ducks in a row. Uh, I, I'm not wearing one, but if I was, I'd be taking my hat off to you right now. <laughs> Well, thank you. You had mentioned to me in the lead up to today's interview that that this college experience is influencing your music, though. How how so? What what have you seen change that you know is because of attending Belmont? Um, I would say especially how comfortable I am on stage as a performer. Uh, I perform so much for grades and stuff at Belmont. Sometimes I would wake up and not even remember that I had to perform that day, and yet you got to be ready. And you're like, I'd probably perform in front of people once a week. So especially like as a performer, I've grown. Uh, especially, uh, also, my songwriting has grown a lot just from the experiences I've gotten from going to college. Um, I've changed, you know, as a person, I've definitely grown up and I feel like my lyrics and my music is growing with me and my audience. Uh, so that's extremely important. And that comes from me going to college and being at Belmont surrounded by so many incredible performers, like everybody loves music and they love what they're doing. That really just helps you as a performer as well. Yeah. And I don't want to make this, uh, I don't want to make this episode a commercial for Belmont university, but I am curious when it comes to something like your songwriting class, is it, uh, you know, they've got us writing one song every week, Bruce, or is it one song a month or is it, no, 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 you're, 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 you're going in the wrong direction. Then it's not about that. It's just more the craft. The songwriting class that I've been taking has actually been a one-on-one. So it was very at the pace that I wanted to go. So depending on what I needed help with in an interview that I was doing, not an interview, in a song that I was writing, I would bring in whatever I had at the time. And if there was like a guitar line that I couldn't think of because I don't play guitar, um, I would be helped with creating that in this class. So it was just really nice being able to come in and do what I would usually be doing alone, but kind of get somebody else's feedback as well. Yeah, I love the, I love the one-on-one idea. That kind of caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting you to say that, but that has to be really, really meaningful. And, and not that it not that it's not meaningful if if it's a small you know student teacher ratio of, of eighteen or nineteen to one. But to have that one-on-one, that's that's fantastic. I had no idea that that that's what you were involved with. I didn't even know walking into it. Uh, I just sat down and I was like, okay, are like other people coming? We're in a really small room. And he was like, no, this is like a private. And I was like, great. (laughs) Well, since you are in Nashville for school, um, out of seven days in a week, how many would you say are spent going somewhere to hear songwriters storytell and play their songs so that you can learn from them? Um, You know, it kind of depends. My very first night at Belmont, Actually, it was during orientation. I hadn't even uh, started school there yet. There were people out on the lawn playing their songs. Mm. And that happens every day. So I feel like I'm really influenced by everybody um, around me just by walking to the next class. And it's such a gorgeous campus, of course. Everybody can just sit around playing their music outside and, like, the birds are chirping. Uh, So that's really great. Um, But I, I talk to people about music all the time and their music Goodness, I would say every day. It's just an everyday thing. 
But would you do, do you ever get out, say, to a place like the Commodore or to uh, Third and Lindsley or the Listening Room? Or uh, you know, obviously people are going to say, "Ask her about the Bluebird Cafe." Do you go to any of those types of places to sit and listen to the pros do what they do, or is it you know I, I really kind of keep myself confined to the campus? You know, that's actually one of my goals for this coming year is to go out and listen to professionals more because I'm surrounded by so much music and I'm so busy. This past year, I didn't actually get to go and explore Nashville, uh, not as much as I thought I would. So that is my goal for this coming year to go out. And I, I've driven by the Bluebird, but I haven't actually gotten to go in yet <laughs> and uh, hear the incredible artists. So, yeah, like I said, goal for next year and just really want to get to know Nashville itself as well. And something tells me listeners that when she does, that she will definitely be posting about that stuff on social media. So it gives you all the more incentive for why you should keep up with her to watch for posts and pictures that she puts up from some of these different, different places. Once she gets herself out and about in Nashville, uh, I am Bruce Wozniak and joining me today on the now here, this entertainment guest line, as I mentioned before today, she is down in Fort Myers, Florida, but she generally is in Nashville, as you just heard. It's singer-songwriter Macy Medford. Check out her official website at www.macymedford.com. Of course, as always, you can get the proper spelling of my guest's name by looking at the title of the episode on your listening device. Macy, as I mentioned before, is very active on social media. From her website, you will find links to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Plus, you can find her on YouTube as well. As she mentioned before, her song is now out on iTunes. The song is called I'm Done. Her music is also on SoundCloud, which is one of the platforms that the show is available on. Be sure that you are also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got there the full audio plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it, too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We're thrilled to now be on Google Play Music, too. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. You might want to start with episode 101, which was a best of where we had excerpts from many of the show's first 100 episodes. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And as I mentioned before, whether you're going to look for music or books from my show's guests or just even other merchandise, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Macy, I mentioned back in the intro that you are signed to InPlay Records. Tell the listeners how that opportunity came about. It's actually a, quite a crazy story, like something that you hear uh, luck and opportunity meeting together. Um, I was performing in Houston at a large event called Springboard South, um, where a lot of artists come to network and talk to each other and meet industry execs. And I went to a meeting, they kind of have uh, a few panels going on. You get to go to a lot of classes one day. I think they call it like a boot camp. 
And I was in one panel where there were four people talking and I heard Eddie talking and I was like, okay, wow, this guy has a lot of like really great things to say. Um, but I didn't get to talk to him after the panel. So my mom and I went to grab some Starbucks as usual, love Starbucks. <laughs> and he happened to be sitting right next to us, like the table right next to us. It's Starbucks. And everybody in the entire event was on a different floor. Like, I guess we were just the three people that needed Starbucks right wow. then. I know. <laughs> and so we were like, hey, we just listened to you talk and you like had some really great things to say. Uh, we're from Houston, too. Uh, stuff like that. And so we were just kind of talking and getting along. And later on at the event, later that night, they were having something where you could play your song and they would tell you what they thought about it, a, a panel of judges. And so we were like, do you want to come listen to my song there? It's going to be played tonight. You can let us know what you think. And so he came and he fell in love with the song. It was actually just me and you, the one that won the Dallas Songwriters Association's grand prize and the one that I have the music video to at Marilyn Monroe's old house. And so he fell in love with the song. And from then on, he has been we've been working together to. Uh, make it more current uh, so that we can re-release it again because I wrote it, goodness, six years ago. Wow. It's really been quite some time, but it's such a great song uh, that he really wanted to get it back out there again. And then we started writing together and I ended up signed to his label, and Play. And now we are working on music and music videos and it's just really all coming together. And I think that was three years ago, two years ago, something like that. Yeah. Outstanding. And forgive me, you, you might have just mentioned this as you were telling that story, but that event that you were at where you met him, that was in Texas or that was elsewhere? It was. It was in Houston, where oh, we're okay. both from. Okay, okay. Um, for the benefit of the listeners who are just being introduced to Macy Medford for the first time, uh, artists oftentimes list who their influences are, but then also who they sound like. Two different things. Uh, Macy, who would you say your influences might be but then also, who do people say that you sound like? Oh, wow. I have so many influences all over the map. Uh, I love modern-day artists like uh, Tori Kelly, Megan Trainer. I love how Megan Trainer brings old-time feels into her current songs. Uh, but I love Etta James. I love the Beatles. Uh, I love Elton John. I love his songwriting. Uh, many people like that. And when I get who I sound like, I really don't get a lot of comparisons because my sound tends to be uh, something new. I've been calling it pop jazz because I really love mm. live instrumentation and uh, piano like that, but it's not always so current. So I get things like Duffy, um, Colby Calais, because Just Me and You has the ukulele. Um, but yeah, it's just like a, a sound that's kind of my own. Now, when you say uh, ukulele, is that something where you bring that to the table and you say, you know, when I wrote this song, I kind of, I kind of hear this song being recorded with some ukulele in it, or do they come to you and say, Hey, what would you think if we added some ukulele to this? I think it was kind of everybody. The lyrics just kind of lent itself to a fun, happy, light feel that a ukulele can bring. And so we were all just kind of like, you know what would make this a really great song? A ukulele. <laughs> cool. Uh, Macy, I've been mentioning the various social media platforms that you're on. 
And I'm going to mm-hmm. do that one more time in a few minutes when we close. But wow, you have over 55,000 followers on Twitter. Um, does that mean that that's your favorite social media channel? Or is it just, no, Bruce, that's just the one where I have the biggest following? <laughs> you know, my favorite social media channel kind of changes every day. <laughs> um, today, I posted on Twitter that I was in Florida, and I didn't put it on Instagram because I just wanted to put it on Twitter. So I guess my favorite was Twitter today, but uh, sometimes Instagram's just the easiest. Like, I get a great picture, and I'm like, okay, upload it. Twitter, sometimes I have to think a little bit more. So if I have something pretty profound to say, that's where I want to take it. Um, And I love Facebook because Facebook's such an easy way to connect with everyone. Um, And I love being able to share links to articles that interest me uh, and other things that interest me. So yeah, it kind of just changes day to day, but I try and post on every single one every day. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're going to close today with a song of yours that we've talked about a number of times throughout this interview. It is called I'm Done. Uh, This Mm -hmm. is the one that um, listeners that you recall that Macy talked about the video that she has been making for it. So before we let you go, Macy, just tell the listeners all about this song, please. I actually wrote I'm Done a few years ago. when I was just kind of done with some things that were going on in my life. Uh, But like I said, with Not Broken, the more that I've grown and the more that I've gone through things in my life now, it kind of means something different to me. Like it can mean like I'm done with people telling me that I am not good enough or like I'm done with the school project. It can mean so many things. And I think that's why people really love it. I have my friends and uh, fans sending me Snapchat videos of like whenever they're done. And it's just like a really great, feel good, empowering song. And so I'm really excited that it was just um, released on iTunes and Spotify. And it's also been on quite a few radio stations. And so I'm just really excited about the, the response that it's been getting. And I really hope that the listeners like it. Well, I, uh, I, as you described that, I, I envision the hashtag I'm done kind of being something that, that is going to trend and people will, will kind of, because of your song say, you know what, hashtag I'm done. And, and it'll, and it'll all be tied in with your song. So absolutely, the, the, the marketing machine is turning. <laughs> right. Macy, this has been a blast. Thank you ever so much. I'm really grateful for your time. Thanks for taking time out of your, your Florida vacation. I know you're, you're probably uh, waiting to kick off your flip flops and go back to the beach and um, <laughs> spend spend the rest of your time here and enjoy it. But uh, thank you for making the time. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer-songwriter Macy Medford. Do visit her official website. It's www.macymedford.com. And then engage with her on social media. So that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell her you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And of course, do purchase her music. Look for Macy on iTunes and, as she just mentioned, Spotify as well. And, of course, keep up with her online to see where and when you can see her perform live and for updates on music and video releases. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And, of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. 
If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share, well, they call it repost episodes there. You can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Macy Medford. This is the one she just talked about. It's called I'm Done. Hey, but you